it feels like we are literally pushing a boulder up a hill and things are just not moving. And that is life. That is the beauty of it and working through the good and the bad and the hard and the easy. That is always going to be there. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody, to the very last episode of 2023. I have a bit of some shocking news, especially for all of my very loyal podcast listeners. Not only is this the last episode of 2023, but it will be the last episode for the next few months because I am taking a podcast sabbatical. I have been recording since 2017, and there's many podcasters who record in seasons, which I have never done. And recording in seasons means you actually take quite a few months off before you bring back your episodes and your podcast. And I've never done that. I have literally recorded an episode every single week with, of course, some holiday exceptions and taking some time off, of course. But otherwise, there is a live episode every week ready to go. And I've just hit a place where it's time to take a bit of a pause. So for Q1 of 2024, I will be taking that pause. And, you know, it's really interesting when I sat down to look at all of the different projects and the things that are on my plate. I really had this voice in the back of my head that kept telling me, take a break from the podcast, take a break from the podcast. And at first, I didn't want to listen to it because I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. I've been doing this since 2017. This is a big part of my business. How could I possibly do that? You know, I had that voice show up. And so it was in the back of my head earlier this year. And then as time went on, that voice got really, really loud. So I just said, okay, I'm making the decision. And not only am I making the decision, but I'm actually committing to this decision because it's very easy to flip-flop and go back and forth and feel really uncertain and doubtful. But I committed to it and I know that this is something that, that I need to do. And so, yes, I'm a bit sad, but at the same time, I'm very excited. So stay tuned because in 2024, I will be back. I really don't know what that timeline looks like, but as of right now, it currently looks like not recording for the first quarter of 2024. So before we dive into this episode today, which is going to be so raw and honest and very bold and in your face, I want to leave you with an episode that is going to perhaps 
stir up some of the uncomfortableness and get you really moving forward in your life and in your business for 2024 and just really freaking owning it. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, I just really want to thank you so much for all of your support, for tuning in every week and connecting with me, supporting this show, supporting me. It means so, so much. And I really want you to know that. And I can't wait to be back and to connect with you all and bring some freshness. And what that freshness even looks like, I don't even know at this point. I am letting go of the how and just trusting that it's all going to unfold the way it is meant to unfold. We may be changing up the branding of the podcast and changing the name again. It's been almost two years now that it's been the Wellness Witch. And the reason for that shift and that change is because, as many of you know, I do spend a lot of my time, all of my coaching time, working with practitioners and wellness coaches in our business programs. And there is a really big love and passion and excitement for entrepreneurship and for supporting women entrepreneurs. And I want to really highlight that and bring more of that expertise forward for you. And so having a podcast that is more wellness focused may not be where I want to lead and lean into in 2024. I want a mix of both. And I do feel that I lean more into the wellness nutrition side, which of course I'm still so deeply in love with. It's how I live my life. It's what I spend so much time researching and learning because it's just so ingrained in me and it's a part of who I am and what I love to do. So sharing that is always going to be at the forefront 100%, but balancing it out with more life and business and entrepreneurship and strategy and, and all that good stuff because I love to share it and seeing women rise to their gifts and step into their power and run their businesses and bring in their very first sale or hit their first 10K month, it is amazing to be able to witness that and see women standing on their own and taking these bold ass moves in their lives. And oftentimes that requires letting go of the thing that's so comfortable and so safe and truly stepping into the unknown and going for it. And I want to share more of those stories. So I hope you will stick around as I come back in 2024. And again, I just really appreciate your support and for being with me along this journey. One of the other reasons why I also wanted to take a bit of a podcast sabbatical is that I don't just want to continue contributing to the crazy noise that is happening in the world of podcasting, social media, and the health and wellness industry. It is noisy. And I think this noise is ultimately leading people to feeling even more confused than ever before about their health and their well being. And I am just trying to figure out where am I going to fit in amongst all of this? How can I create more simplicity for people? How can I 
share information that's going to help people see things in a new light and in a new way. Because I think we have gotten so consumed with complexity. And complexity just shows us how far away from healing and truth we really are. That's ultimately what it comes down to. The more complex your health and wellness routine looks like, the farther away from healing and truth you really are. And I think that when we're listening to five, six, seven different podcasts in a week or in a month and you know different podcast shows and we're following hundreds of different influencers and coaches and practitioners and all of the things, I think we just all feel so paralyzed in what we need to really do to move forward in our lives and in our health and what we really need to thrive. So that's been sitting with me for a little bit, this feeling of contributing to the noise. And I'm trying to navigate that. I'm trying to figure out what that's going to look like in 2024. And the truth is, I really don't know. I have no idea, but I know that I need to create a bit of space so that I can figure it out. It's why I created the Naturally Nourished program, because I want women to have simple foundational tools to implement that isn't complex, that isn't about testing, that isn't about spending money on expensive supplements and expensive testing. I want people to heal. I want people to feel better. I want people to thrive. And it's just crazy that here we are entering 2024. And I think we are more confused than ever before with all of the tools and the information and everything at our fingertips. I think it's actually just, it's confusing more than ever. It's amazing to have all these options. Don't get me wrong. It's amazing to have all this information and all this accessibility at our fingertips. But what is it really doing for us? I just, I just wonder. I continue to ask myself that question. And so, side note if you are interested in joining Naturally Nourished, you can save 50% off for the month of December. So head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished. Use the coupon code 2023-2023 at checkout and you will save 50% off that program. I just want it to be really accessible to you, for you, so that you can have some tools and guidelines to follow that's really going to make a radical shift with your health. Another thing that I want to plant the seed around is the protein power program that we are releasing. And if you're listening to this in real time, it might actually officially be released today. And you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash protein, and you will get all the information about that program. So that program is to address the number one question that I get asked. And that is how do I get in 30 grams of protein at each meal? And so again, trying to create simplicity for people, trying to create a plan that people can follow and getting in 30 grams of protein at each meal is one of the simple things that we can do to balance our blood sugar and to support our moods, to support our hormones. And I find so many women are confused around this and we're just, a lot of us are actually under eating. And so I wanted to create the meal plan and all the recipes for you 
so that you have a guideline that you can follow and that is simple for you, especially as we are aging and we want to support that muscle mass and that muscle density. Muscle is the organ of longevity. And I know that I want to age feeling healthy and mobile. And I want to maintain that muscle mass because it is going to be key for supporting my metabolism. And so it is a very simple and easy program to follow. Delicious meal plan with tons of recipes to choose from. There's a whole meal plan and prep guide with a shopping list. And if you feel called to dive into that, um, then that's going to be a really great program for you, especially if you've been confused with how to get protein into your diet. That's going to be a foundational strategy that we can all implement that will ultimately better our health. So lots of options and lots of ways for you to support your health in a really simple way without complication. The protein power program is not about using all these fancy supplements. Of course, there are certain things that I recommend and I can also understand how challenging it can be to sometimes hit the certain amount of grams of protein in a day. So I can understand why we want to use something like protein powders and bone broths and things like that, but it's not necessary. But again, I understand how that can be a piece that really supports women in hitting those protein targets. So again, simplicity, whole foods, let's focus on those 30 grams at each meal. Let's balance our blood sugar in one of the simplest ways possible. And let's go back to food, nutrition, starting there without complication. So today's episode, I really want to go there. I want to get as real and raw and honest as much as possible. When I was putting notes together for this episode, I was like, okay, no sugar coating. Record this as though I'm the only one that's going to listen. Let go of all the people pleasing. And what the fuck do I really want to say? What might actually stir the pot? and make people feel a little uncomfortable. So I'm going to go there talking about the bullshit that you need to let go of in order to grow, in order to have the success that you desire. And this will, for the most part, relate to entrepreneurship and other wellness coaches and practitioners and just coaches in general who are building an online business. Absolutely. But at the same time, if you are on a wellness journey and you are working towards a goal, there's going to be a lot of things in here that will relate to you as well. A lot of the, I wouldn't necessarily say tips on my list. I don't know if we want to call it tips, but just insights perhaps. Let's just go with that. So the first insight that I want to share with you, one of the biggest insights that I think gets in the way of us moving forward and achieving success and having that growth that we desire is distraction. So first up, you have got to limit your distraction. And it is something that I am sure many of us are working through. I know I am. I definitely have monkey brain. And it's very easy to be distracted in the world of social media. There is just so much coming at us all day, nonstop. And we need to start taking more self-responsibility for how we are showing up on these platforms and how much time we are spending on these platforms. Because I know, as I'm sure you can relate, that an hour can go by of wasted time on social media 
on the freaking doom scroll and you just get sucked into the vortex and an hour goes by. And then at the end of the day, we feel this anxiety because we actually didn't achieve what we wanted to achieve, or we start to complain about not having enough time when I can guarantee that there is a lot of time you are wasting. And I do, I'm not just speaking to you. I'm also speaking to myself. A lot of these insights that I'm going to share with you today are reminders for you, but they're also reminders for myself because we are all human and we're all going to go through these ebbs and flows. We're going to have these moments where we are in such flow and this creative energy and it just feels so easeful. And then we're going to have the complete opposite where it feels like we are literally pushing a boulder up a hill and things are just not moving. And that is life. That is the beauty of it and working through the good and the bad and the hard and the easy. That is always going to be there. And so limiting your distraction, how often are you scrolling? How much time are you spending on social media? What are your boundaries around email? And can people just access you all day long and you reply instantly? And that even goes for texting. What are the boundaries around that? How distracted are you? And why is it so hard to just be? I know this has been something that I've been working a lot on in these past years. And I actually credit so much of my health and my vitality to limiting my distraction and having boundaries around my work and my phone and setting it aside and committing to being present in my life and showing up in my life. There is actually so much that I do not share on social media because there are moments where many moments where I am so fully present with the people in my life and in my relationship and with friends and also just downtime that I'm not recording this stuff. I don't need to have a camera on me 24-7. It's interesting how I I like never share my workouts or anything like really fitness related because I refuse to record it. That is my time. That is my downtime, but my work time all at the same time. <laughs> it is me time. I want to be there. I want to be in the gym. I want to be focused. It's first thing in the morning, typically when I'm working out and I do not want to be distracted by text messages coming through and emails and going on social media while I'm resting in between my sets. Like, I don't want to do that. And so that is a really clear boundary for me. Now, of course, I can understand if that's your business and fitness is your thing and that's what you're sharing. That's a, diff that's a different story. I understand that. But at the same time, I'm sure you have your own time when you're in the gym or you're working out and you're taking care of you and we don't need to record it. Everything does not need to be online. And for me, setting these hard boundaries around this has been significant in feeling at ease, feeling at ease in my life and with my day. It is the worst feeling to get up and be scrolling on my phone and just Ugh, and be so distracted by all the things that I'm seeing because let's face it, half the shit that we see makes us 
feel bad about ourselves. It makes us question if what we're doing is right. We become doubtful. We feel overwhelmed. We feel anxious. We're getting this dopamine hit and it really becomes a mind fuck. And I don't want to start my day like that. And so limit your distractions, not just in the morning, but throughout the day and really be conscious of the time that you are wasting. And maybe it's something you want to start tracking. I know on my phone, it actually tracks like social media, I guess how much time you spend on social media. And I will get these like weekly reports that just pop up on my phone. It's just automatic actually. I didn't set that up or maybe I somehow magically did that without really knowing what I was doing, but it's just like a weekly report. It's the screen time report. So maybe you want to check that on your phone and it just pops up on my iPhone and it will show me a weekly report of my screen time and how many hours I've spent on my phone in a day. And man, it can be a lot. And you know, there's certain things that I do on my phone. So that screen time doesn't just mean social media, but that screen time will just, it's everything overall. So of course I'm texting people. Of course I'm, I'm using different apps on my phone. You know, I'm connecting my aura ring and looking at data through that. So there's all kinds of things like that, but specifically the distraction of social media is something that I've been really conscious of. And man, it's, it's hard because I also run an online business and social media is a way for me to connect with community and share knowledge and information and value online. So there's this fine line there and finding the balance that works for you. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, we just have to get really honest with ourselves about how much of that time is being wasted. Because this is a conversation that we have a lot inside of our business programs. And many of our students are like, oh, I don't know what to post. And I'm like, yeah, you don't know what to post because you're getting online and getting distracted by what so-and-so is posting or so-and-so over here. And you're starting to compare yourself and then you're getting distracted. And the thing that you thought you were going to go post, you now no longer post because you're starting to question yourself. And it was all because you just actually got distracted. But if you just commit to what it is you want to say, show up, post it, get on there. Maybe you connect and respond to some people and you get off, like have some boundaries around it. So that is insight number one and the bullshit that we need to limit so that we can start to move towards our goals and our deepest desires. Number two, stay in your zone of genius. And also I'm going to add here, no custom projects. Okay, this is all tied into one. What do I mean by this? Stay in your zone of genius means if you are a coach and you are wanting to start your online business, or maybe you already are working in the online space and you are doing all of the things like helping people with their cholesterol and weight loss and hormones and gut health and adrenal fatigue and infertility, and you're just kind of like all of the things. That is exhausting. Now, I know when I first started in the online space or just started in my business in general, I was trying to people please and work with anybody and everybody who would pay me money. So I can understand that that's why you might be doing that. But what will happen is that if you aren't an expert in heart disease or cancer or infertility and you're working with these clients and now you need to go create all of these different custom protocols for these people and do all this research when it's not your zone of genius. Now, maybe you might be thinking, well, I'm not an expert in an area. 
but I bet there's an area that you are more drawn to. Focus on that. Lead with that. Because when you start to branch out and you're trying to serve everybody, you're ultimately serving nobody. You're talking to everybody, but you're really talking to nobody. And so when you can stay in your lane, in your zone of genius, where you are doing the things that light you up, what you can then do is start to create more methods and systems around that. So when you work with clients, you are not all over the place and trying to create this new thing and this new thing. You actually have systems and methodologies and places to work with these people. And over time, it starts to become easier and easier and easier with the more people you bring on. The second part of this is no custom projects. So this all ties in because if you are focusing on gut health, for example, but this client, this person reaches out to you because they know you are a nutritionist, for example, and you may be able to help put together a weight loss macro meal plan for them. Is that in your zone of genius? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then do not take on the custom project. Custom projects only take you away from the thing you're trying to build. And this is something that I feel we all get sucked into. I get sucked into it myself. We are so passionate. We have so many creative ideas and things that we want to do and and share and launch and work on and all these different projects that come to mind. And I get it. We're very multi-passionate. But anytime you are heading down one path and you're taking a few steps forward, if you veer off track because this cool thing seems very exciting over here, all it does is it pulls you like 10 steps back now. And this one thing you're trying to build and grow and create, it's not getting your full attention. And it's really challenging at times because especially if that thing you're trying to create and grow is moving at a snail's pace, it can be very easy to say yes to all of these other things. But I can promise you it's only going to impact the main thing that you're trying to build and grow. And the more stuff you have on your plate, the harder it is for you to achieve momentum and traction. This is one of the reasons why my podcast is taking a bit of a break and I'm taking a bit of a sabbatical from it because I have some really big lofty goals and a massive project that I need to get up and running for 2024. And I can't do it with all the things on my plate. I have minimized so much in my calendar and in my schedule. And I am committing to the one thing that over time is going to reap really big rewards. In the beginning, and I'm working through it right now, in the beginning, working through this project is, yeah, moving along at a snail's pace. Absolutely. And I know as I lean into 2024 and lean into this new schedule and this calendar where there's actually less on my plate so I could focus on the one thing, it's going to start to build so much more momentum. But when I've got podcasts and clients and coaching calls and group coaching and social media and all the things that I'm doing on top of podcasts, all of the stuff, it's a lot. It really is a lot. And so I am simplifying And this is why I actually don't know what it will look like in terms of when I will come back because who knows, maybe I'll be in a place where I'm like, I just don't want to come back. I'm just not ready to add this thing back to my plate. So 
I just had to be really honest with myself about my schedule and where I'm taking on too many things and had to really limit that. And so I guess you could say in a way that recording an episode with a new guest every week is kind of like a custom project. It's its own unique episode that requires time and attention and research and putting questions together. And then, of course, you know, sending it off to the team and recording intros and outros and doing all the ads. It's, it's work. And so I needed to find more time. And that's why the podcast is taking a bit of a hiatus. So number two, that insight, stay in your zone of genius and no custom projects because it's only going to derail you from the thing you want to build most. And it's actually going to exhaust you. The more stuff that you have on your plate and the more things that you're trying to do and the more sort of niches that you're trying to work within, right? The gut health and hormones and you know, you do all of the things under the umbrella, it's exhausting and it doesn't allow you to really hone in on the area that you're really, really good at. So start there, start small and over time as your community builds, as your business is at a place where there's some security and financial security and you feel like you really can stand on your own two feet, then you can branch out. But in the beginning, especially when you're trying to do a million and one things, it's challenging. It really is. Now, moving on to number three, some of the things on this list are going to be things that you definitely need to stop doing, but some of these things are going to be things you need to start doing. So number three is cleaning up your environment. If you are working in an office space, that is a disaster and is a mess and shit is all over the place. It is time to clean that up. Our environment has such a huge impact on how we work. And it's not just our office environment. If you are trying to lose weight, for example, and you have a cupboard full of treats and snacks and all these sugary things, something else to consider cleaning up. We have to create the environment that's going to allow us to ultimately thrive And I know if I'm working in an environment that is messy and shit is everywhere and paperwork is all over the place, I feel anxious. It shows up in my energy and I literally feel, I feel it in my body. That messiness externally feels messy on the inside. And so that has always been really helpful for me. Of course, you are going to have times and days and phases of life where things are really, really messy and shit's kind of hitting the fan. You're paying taxes and receipts and stuff is all over the place. I get that. This isn't about being perfect. But when you are sitting down to show up and record videos for your community or hop on a webinar or get on a client call, you could just spend a few extra minutes tidying up. It really makes an impact on your mental wellness because that busyness, again, on the outside can often really reflect some anxiousness on the inside. And it's always been so helpful for me when I have created space. Creating space in my environment 
almost feels like I have a bigger capacity to do things and to handle things. So something that I would encourage you to start, maybe it's on your to-do list for the end of the year to kind of, I know sometimes I get into this headspace of like, okay, I want to move into the new year, having you know things cleaned up and just kind of decluttering. And it's always such a good feeling. My husband and I, we spent, I think it was last month, we spent a day cleaning out our furnace room. We actually have a really big furnace room and there's a lot of storage space in there, which is really great. And the previous owners in this house were clearly very organized and they built these really great shelves in the furnace room. And so every time I would walk into that furnace room, we had so much stuff that was just kind of piling up in there and we would just store in there and we would store it in there kind of unintentionally. Like there wasn't an intention behind things were going and stuff started to pile up and it started to feel really messy every time I would go into that furnace room. And there was things I wanted to access and get and locate and grab from the shelf. And it just wasn't accessible. And on top of that, we have two cats. And so we have three litter boxes for two cats. Yes, FYI, the more cats you have, the more litter boxes you need. And with the special needs of our one little cat who does not like to pee in a litter box that has litter. Yeah, go figure. She likes to pee in an empty litter box. So we need to have extra boxes out. It's ridiculous. But this is how it is in our world. And so we had litter boxes that were in the furnace room, but also some that were like out in the basement area in the like living area space. You know, we have a gym down there, we have a sauna, we have the fireplace and, you know, like a cozy carpet and like a big beanie bag. Like, this is a nice space. And then off to the side, you see these litter boxes. And so it was starting to get to this point where I didn't enjoy going into the basement and just seeing these things off to the side. It was just impacting me. And maybe you can relate to this. And this is probably partly some of my OCD of just wanting things to be tidy and organized. So we finally committed to cleaning up this furnace room and I now love walking into my furnace room and I will literally stand there for a few minutes and just look at the amazingness that we created. We decluttered so much stuff. We gave away a tons of stuff. We just cleaned it all up. We made space so that all the litter boxes could be in there. We got these really big tubs so we can put storage of like Christmas items and Halloween stuff. We labeled it all and it took just under four hours to do that. And we were just on it. And a really good cup of coffee definitely helped me get through that. It is amazing what you can get done when you actually commit to it. And we kept putting it off for the longest time. And I'm so glad we finally committed to it. We scheduled it in our calendar that this was, you know, it was a Saturday afternoon. This is the day. This is what we're doing. We are no longer going to push this off. And I'm so glad we did it. And so that room feels so organized. And I felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And so I'm certain that you have felt this when you've decluttered things or you've given things away. It's such a good feeling. So cleaning up your environment and creating that capacity is really going to aid in helping you reach new levels of success because you feel like you can take on more because you're creating the space for it. 
Okay, next up on the list, number four. This is not necessarily something you need to stop doing. This is actually a top, top, top priority. And that is taking care of your number one asset in your business. And that is you. You are your number one asset. Eating well, moving your body, taking the time to rest. This is all really important. I know that when we are building businesses and companies, we often get into, it can be very easy to get into constant work mode and let work seep into all other areas of our lives. And it will often override us going to the gym or cooking a meal because we are so stuck in this mindset that the work's got to get done. This has got to get done. And I understand, again, there's going to be certain times in your business where you are working more than you need to or feel that you need to. And there's, there's big projects that have to get on your plate. And it's been long days and just long hours. And that definitely happens, of course, but it's what we do most of the time that counts. You are your number one asset, and it's so important that you make yourself a priority. It's also important, especially if you are in the health space. It's an integrity piece. If you are going to show up and coach people in bettering their health and their well-being, and you don't have that in place for yourself that is out of integrity. I would often ask myself as a coach, if I had my clients follow me around for an entire week, would they want to hire me? If they saw how I lived my life and how I took care of myself, would this inspire them to want to hire me? And the answer is yes. If they could be in my life for seven days and see how I put myself first and I make myself a priority, and I have boundaries around my sleep and my distractions, and I'm cooking my own food, and it's actually enjoyable and easeful. I'm taking that time for daily walks, being with the dog and the animals, being in nature, sunlight in the morning, making delicious food, being with my partner. I feel very confident that if you were with me for seven days and got to experience that, You'd be inspired by that and it would be what you would want and you would want to hire me to support you in that process. So ask yourself that question. If my clients followed me around for seven days, would they want to hire me? Where am I being out of integrity with my own well-being and in my life? It is time to clean those things up and start to make that a priority. So I know for me, I kind of just mentioned those things, eating well and cooking my own food, being out in nature. Sleep boundaries are really important for me. I'm not bringing my phone into my bedroom. I'm not lying in my bed at night, scrolling social media or responding to emails. That is a very big no-no. I am clear about when my workday ends, putting the laptop and the phone away. And I'm just really clear on that because I know what happens. It's very easy To let your workday ultimately become a 12, 13, 14 hour day if you do not limit yourself and have healthy boundaries. So this is essential. You are your number one asset and pay attention to how often you are letting the work override your well-being and your health. 
because oftentimes they can really mesh together and it can start to become really messy, you know? And then that one workout that you missed becomes five workouts, becomes the whole month, you know, the one meal that you do takeout becomes the whole month of takeout. And it can start to just really get messy and you start to lose sight of the most important thing, which is your health and your well-being. Next up on the list is to stop with shiny object syndrome, to stay the course and to follow through. This kind of goes back to limiting distractions. They kind of mesh together, so to speak. I see this time and time again. So many of the coaches that we work with and the practitioners we work with, one week it's, I'm going to do this thing over here. The next week is, oh, I saw this thing and I'm going to start. And then I changed my mind on this. And there's this social media strategy that I think I'm going to do. Oh, I think I'm going to hire this company to start creating all my social media content. And it literally is like week after week after week of just mental chaos, not committing to the one thing. And the reason we have such a hard time committing to the one thing and following through is because we have an expectation that we're going to spend a few hours on building this thing and it should pay off tenfold and then it doesn't. And so now we start to question if this is what we should be doing. And so, oh, this thing didn't work. So I guess I'm going to go over here and do this thing now. We are just not committed to following through and showing up when it's the absolute hardest. That is the true testament of entrepreneurship. It's not the successes. It's how many times can you get knocked on your ass and pick yourself up and continue to show up for that thing over and over and over again, even when it's not paying you what you had expected or anticipated. Because we think that things are going to happen within a specific timeline, and then they don't. And so we give up on it. And the amount of times I have had coaches enroll in our mentorship program, and they have said to me something along the lines of, I really need this to work. I'm giving myself a year to make this work. And if it doesn't happen in a year, then I got to go back to corporate. A year is not enough time. And we have to let go of the timeline because you have no idea, I have no idea how it's going to look and work out for you. And it can be a three, five, 10 year plus process. I have been in this business for over 15 years. I've been in the online space for over, for actually 10. And if I would have given up in the first year, well, of course I wouldn't be where I am right now. I probably would have gotten back to a J-O-B and I stuck through it. And can you imagine the amount of failures that have happened in 10 years? Numerous, numerous failures, failures where I am in full on mental breakdown thinking that the solution is just to quit and go back to corporate because that, that quote unquote seems to be the easy way out, but it's not the easy way out. Just because I'd have a regular paycheck is not the easy way out for me. Having a regular paycheck means now 
I'm working for a company that I don't want to be working for, that I'm doing the thing that I don't want to be doing when all of my time and energy could be spent building the thing that I'm really driven to build and want to create. Being an entrepreneur means you are going to have numerous failures. And it also means that it can take time to get to the level of financial security and income that you're looking for. With that said, it could also happen so much faster. Anything can happen. But I just want you to stay the course and to stop with the shiny object syndrome. What happens is we try to implement this one thing or launch this thing or create this thing. And we have this idea in our head that you know X amount of people are going to sign up or buy this thing or whatever it's going to look like. And then we go and do it. It doesn't happen and we don't hit the numbers or the goal that we had expected. And so we instantly tell ourselves, well, this doesn't work. And now your brain starts to play tricks on you and you start to look at shiny objects. Oh, maybe there's there's this thing over here I need to implement. Oh, maybe it's that thing over there that I should go and do. Oh, maybe it's this done for you thing. It's this $27 program I need to buy. It's hiring this social media team. I need to spend more money in ads. And, and all it does is just pulls you away from the thing that you need to spend more time on and ultimately spend more time failing at. Trying something one time and it not working out is not enough effort. It's not enough time and energy to figure out what is working and what's not working. People will often say to me like, oh yeah, I've done webinars before and they don't work for me. Really? Well, tell me about that. How did you email your list? What is the size of your list? How many people showed up? How did you promote it? How did you structure the slides? How did you pitch? What is it that you're pitching? What is your niche? What's your push to show follow up sequence? How, you know, what's the sales sequence look like? There's a million and one things to look at. And when I say these things to them, they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, exactly, because you did it once. And instead of going back to it because it failed, you decided to jump ship to go into something else versus getting support around the one thing and looking at areas that you probably missed and making this one thing better and better and better and better each time. So when something fails and you've only done it once, go and fail at it 75 times and then come back to me. And it won't be a fail because it's lessons. Every time you show up and you do it, you learn something. You learn something about yourself you build more resiliency, you get to refine things, you get to tweak things, and you get to make them better every single time. And you will hit that sweet spot. But we often don't hit the sweet spot because we are giving up way too early and we're getting so distracted by shiny object syndrome, thinking this $20 thing over here is going to be the solution to your business. This is the problem with social media and the coaching world. We are being sold left, right, and center these unnecessary programs and products, and we don't need them. There's not many people out there in the coaching space, in the business coaching space, that's actually teaching people foundational strategies. They're selling done-for-you programs and products and done for you social media templates and teaching you, you know, 
how to create reels. Don't get me wrong. These things can be helpful, but they're not what makes up the infrastructure of your business. Learn how to do lead generation. Learn how to build your email list. Learn how to speak and to communicate your messaging clearly to your ideal client. Know all these things inside and out. Go create the program or the course, the service that's going to serve those ideal clients and take them from where they are to where they want to go and create your methodology. And then put the systems in place so you can actually automate your business and scale it and grow it. But often these are the things that we skip because we are looking at shiny object syndrome and we want things to happen quickly and we're not committed to the full process. And let me tell you about that full process, which is leading me into the next point, is you have to get used to doing the boring and the mundane. It's not sexy. It's really not. The work that I do in my business is not very sexy. I'm looking at numbers and data and conversions, and I'm often repeating myself and talking about the same things. I'm doing the same tasks over and over emailing my list, creating content, connecting with leads and prospects and having conversations. It is not fancy. And we often build up this really big fantasy of what it's supposed to look like. And then when it becomes hard or when it becomes kind of boring and mundane, we want to jump ship. So stay the process and stick with it. Follow through. I am here to tell you that it is so rewarding, but it is hard. Can it be easeful? 1000%. But the easefulness, the simplicity of it all comes when you focus on the right things. When you're focusing on shiny object syndrome and you keep distracting yourself with all these little things, it becomes harder. When you have built in so much complexity into your business, you are so much farther away from getting the momentum that you're looking for. It's the same thing with your health. When you have so much complexity in your health and your protocols, you're so much farther away from the healing process than you need to be. Complexity, well, it's complicating everything and it doesn't need to be that hard. The simplicity actually lies in doing the boring and the mundane things over and over and over again and being so good at them. So probably the things you don't want to hear, but I really want to give it to you straight. I want to give it to you so honestly because I've coached hundreds of students through our programs and these are the common themes that I am seeing over and over and over again that is really impacting people from getting the success that they want. And the things I see the most, the distraction The next thing that I actually have on my list here is minimizing comparison. And this is a big one because, again, we are so inundated with so much content and so much going on in the social media world that it's very easy to compare ourselves. And we don't know what somebody's journey has really looked like. It can be really easy to look at my Instagram page or my success and feel like that's happened overnight, but maybe you just landed on this podcast today, or maybe you just found me on social media earlier this week. And it might seem, wow, she got a big following and all these things and a book and da 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 and all the stuff. 
but that's been a 15 plus year journey. It's been a really long process. It has been a bumpy road. It has been full of so many ups and downs and so many failures and so many successes and so many breakthroughs and so much beauty, growth both personally and professionally. So minimizing comparison, you don't know what somebody's journey has looked like. You don't know how long they've been at this. You don't know the level of maybe support that they have. Sometimes we see people and we're like, oh, look, they're posting like content all day and they have all these direct messages and they can respond to you and they have all these, you know, it's because they have a team of people helping them. You know, we can't be like all the Gary Vaynerchuks that we see in the world. If you follow Gary Vaynerchuk, he is, you know, he's like content creation king. And that's because he has a massive, massive team and videographers and editors and copywriters. Of course, he can produce that much content. So don't compare yourself to Gary Vaynerchuk and 15 videos a day. That's probably not where you're going to start. Maybe down the road, you're going to have a team that can support you in creating more content so that you can delegate and leverage your time. But maybe you're not in that position right now, nor do I think we need to be creating that much content you know, wherever you are in your business. But that's a conversation for another time that we could probably dive into. But the comparison game is not a fun game. It's a nasty game. It makes us feeling so shitty about ourselves, questioning ourselves. And often what I see here too is we start to think that we just don't know enough. And this leads down the road of investing in more nutrition courses and wellness courses and whatever certifications. And that actually creates so much more complexity. So let's talk about that for a second, because it's something I see a lot where I'll be working with a coach inside our program. And what will often happen, there's this kind of cycle that I see they will start off, you know, maybe they've just graduated from school a couple months ago from something like IHN or CSNN or, you know, whatever, IIN, whatever, you know, program, nutrition program or, you know, functional diagnostic nutrition. I've worked with all kinds of students. So, you know, for example, I'll see a student that will maybe have recently graduated. They are thinking about working, for example, in the PMS space. Okay. And they really want to support women with like regulating their cycle and supporting kind of like fertility, you know, PMS fertility. And so they start off and they're really excited. And, and this is, you know, the, the women they really want to serve. And then they start to do the work. They start creating the content and, you know, working on their programs and their courses and where they started with this level of excitement starts to lead into a space of doubt and overwhelm and procrastination. And often why that creeps in is because they are now comparing themselves to other practitioners who have similar courses and programs and niches and seeing that that person is quote unquote better than they are because they offer testing and they went through this fancy school and they have these fancy certifications. So now they start telling themselves that they don't really know enough. And if they really want to help someone, they're going to have to go back to school and take these you know, seven courses and get all these certifications. That couldn't be farther from the truth. 
when you have a million certifications and all this knowledge under your belt, I mean, kudos to you. I fell into this trap. I did it for many, many years. When you sit down to work with a client, it actually creates so much confusion. You have all these modalities to use that you don't even know where to start with somebody. And where you need to start is with the foundations. Everybody needs to sleep better, eat better, manage their stress, go outside, get some sunlight. It's not complicated. We need to start there. And then if we want to add in things like testing and all this fancy stuff, great. But that's often where we don't even need to start with people. So this is a message specifically for the practitioner or the coach who thinks that they need to have GI map testing and HTMA testing and Dutch testing and all kinds of crazy functional medicine testing and food sensitivity testing and leaky gut and all of the stuff. You think you need to go back to school and study all of that in order to offer it to your clients. I'm here to tell you that that is not the case. Take what you know and start there. Start to work with clients and gain experience. Build your confidence. It's so important that you work with people first with the knowledge that you have so you can understand what it's like to work with people. Because sometimes we're making these decisions to go take all these courses and do all these things when we don't even have the experience of working with people. Because what ends up happening is we will then find when we're actually coaching people and sitting in front of them and supporting them in their health and well-being, it doesn't have to be so complicated. They just need to implement the simple foundational strategies to start getting results. Do that. Do that enough times with enough clients. And then if you're like, okay, I got this down. I'm getting people results. It's amazing. It's simple. I have a system I'm taking them through and this methodology that I'm supporting them with. And now I would like to offer this testing over here. Great. Now you can consider to do that. And, and decide you might want to add that to your practice. But you don't need to start there because the cycle that you get into of taking course after course after course after course, all this does, it's like shiny object syndrome. It pulls you away from the thing that you're trying to build. And what most practitioners and coaches need is to build their self-esteem and their confidence. And the only way you're going to do that is by taking what you currently know and go and help people. Stop making it so complicated. Go work on the business. Go build up the business. Do the lead generation. Build your list. Create your course. Get it out there into the world. Start serving people. Start showing up for them, coaching them, gaining that experience, gaining those testimonials, working with different psychologies. It's going to build up your confidence so much as a coach that oftentimes if you just do that piece, you're going to realize you don't need all the complexity and all the testing. I don't want to undermine the testing and all of that. And if you're listening to this right now and this is what you offer, amazing. I'm not undermining it. I just want you to recognize that maybe what you might be doing is hiding and you are hiding behind all these certifications and taking all these programs without actually doing the real work of building your business. That's often what we do. And if you were just to get the support and the infrastructure of how to build your business and start there, you would probably realize you don't need all these fancy courses. And the other thing is the comparison piece going back to that, limit 
your comparison, just stop it. Not even limit it. Just stop it altogether. Stop comparing yourself to what so-and-so coach offers or what so-and-so coach does. Do it in your own unique way. It's going to be imperfect and it's going to look a little messy at first, but that is okay. That is part of the process. You're learning and you're growing and you're trying new things. It's not going to look amazing in the beginning. But as you do it imperfectly, you're going to learn so much about yourself and so much about your growth and what you want your business to look like. It's going to impact your growth in such a big way. That experience, you can't take away from that experience. Diving into the imperfect, messy action, that's going to teach you so much and you're going to gain so many insights about yourself. So don't skip this, these pieces. They're so foundational in building your infrastructure and helping you to grow both personally and professionally. Okay, what else do we have on my list here? We might be coming to an end. I mean, at the beginning here, I was saying, I'm going to record this with no sugar coating and letting go of the people pleasing and just like really serving this straight up without all of that in the back of my head. But I also think that those could be really good lessons in and of their self. Like, Letting go of people pleasing. This is another big one. How many times are you saying yes to things that you don't really want to be doing? Or you are holding back on the things you really want to say because you might be judged. And what I know and what I can see over and over again in the world of social media is that the people who are speaking up and speaking the boldest and speaking the loudest have the biggest communities. And when you can do that and you can just honor your voice and show up and speak that truth, you'll find your tribe. They will find you. They will be so attracted to you and aligned with your messaging. But I also understand that it's not easy to do. We are in a process of learning about ourselves. We will always be in that process. It's a lifelong journey. And I know that where I am today in my business is a million steps ahead of obviously where I was 10, 15, 20 years ago. And if I was just starting right now, I would feel like a small fish in the sea and I wouldn't have that experience. And I would be so new that I'm trying to find my way. And so how my messaging and my content might come across, it's probably going to be in the land of people pleasing for a little while until I really can build up my self-esteem and my confidence. And because I've already been here for so many years, don't just think that that goes away. There's always a small piece in that, of, of that when I'm creating content, when I'm recording these episodes. There is always a piece. And it's a hard one to work through. It really is. When you've been a people pleaser your whole life, <laughs> you've been kind of sugarcoating things because you know you don't want to ruffle the feathers it can be a hard one to let go of. So that is definitely one that I am working through. And I'm sure so many of us need to work through. But if I could offer you perhaps the permission slip to just show up and be authentically you and say the thing that you want to say and go ruffle some feathers, well, here's your permission slip. Go and do that. We don't need to be rude to people. We don't need to be mean. There is definitely a loving way to share what we want to share but also to be bold in it. We don't all have to agree. We can have different opinions. There's probably going to be things that will trigger you, I'm sure, in 
almost 200 and what, 280 something episodes, 270 something episodes. There've been multiple times I'm sure you've listened to episodes that have triggered you. And that's not a me thing. That's a you thing. It's the same thing when I'm listening to a podcast or watching something or hearing something or whatever it is. I can be triggered by things, but I recognize that that's for me to explore for myself. That is not something to be putting on that person. It's an opportunity for me to look within and question, why is that triggering me? Why are these emotions and these feelings showing up for me? It's an opportunity to explore that and to build a deeper connection with myself. I really hope this episode lands with you. I really hope that it maybe brings you some aha moments. And if anything, I just hope it allows you to get really honest with yourself about the things that you've been neglecting and perhaps some of the things you also need to start doing and to just to stop, <laughs> to stop or to start, to stop holding back, to stop making excuses, go show up, go do the thing that you want to do. Because if there's one thing that I can guarantee you is that the time is moving and it is moving fast. And I know that I have a lot that I want to accomplish as I move into 2024. And I had to get radically honest with myself about my time and my capacity. And this can be a real opportunity for you to do that for yourself. Where do you need the support? Where do you need to make investments? Who do you need to work with and connect with? What do you need to take off of your plate? What do you need to start? What do you need to clean up in your environment? What are the boundaries that you need to start setting in your life and your business? What do you need to take care of your mental, emotional, physical health? And what does that look like? These are really important questions for you to start asking yourself. And I really hope that if you spend some time with it, it's going to bring you some clarity and really help you to gain some momentum as you move into the new year. And for me, I'm never really about goal setting. It seems quite mundane and unexciting to me. I mean, I feel like we've exhausted this conversation of goal setting. That's not really my thing. It's like, what do I need to start and what do I need to stop? Where am I being out of integrity? For me, it's more about having these like really radically honest conversations with myself and actually calling myself out on my bullshit, calling myself out on my excuses, calling myself out on where I'm playing small. I have made some significant financial investments in these last few weeks, and it's made me want to just like throw up really uncomfortable, especially when we're in a place right now in our business where things this past year, let's be honest, this past year has felt really off in business with some like really good highs and a lot of lows. And the landscape in the online world has really been shifting. And in a time where I could easily want to hold on to all of my resources, that was the time where I actually needed to step into some serious discomfort and show up for myself in the biggest way. That's what many of us want to do is like when things aren't working out or things feel like they're at a standstill, we want to like hold on to the resources. But that was really an opportune time for me to show up and be like, okay, where do I need to show up? Who do I need on my team? Let's go make these investments so that I can get to where I want to go. Because I know that what I'm doing isn't helping. 
So now it's time to get some eyes on this and support me in getting to that next level. So I am really excited for 2024. And I'm really excited for you as you move into 2024, especially having this conversation with yourself and what it might bring up for you, what you really might learn about yourself. So another permission slip to go out there and go after what you want because the time is going, it is going fast and get really honest with yourself about what you want to create and where you want to put your time, your energy and your resources towards. I really thank you so, so much for being here for this episode, the last one of 2023. If you are brand new and you just tuned into this episode, let me tell you, there are 200 plus episodes that you can go tune into and dive into so many resources and education and value. And I will be back. I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but I do encourage you to stay in contact with me. You can connect with me on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Witch. In fact, at the time of this recording, that handle might change. I'm actually in the process of changing it to just my name. I really am stepping into just owning all the things that I offer. And instead of splitting it up, and what I mean by that is I used to have a Instagram account that was kind of business focused. And then I also had the holistic wellness, Witch account that was more wellness focused. And let's face it, I was just not showing up on that business account because it felt like this split personality of me having to go over here and create content here and then come over to this one and create content here. And it was not feeling aligned for me. And so that was something I had to get really honest with myself and change. Am I attached to Holistic Wellness Switch? Am I attached to Wellness Switch Name Podcast and all this branding and everything we created? And it's like, no, I'm not attached to it. I get to reinvent and recreate whenever I want and when whenever it feels right for me. And right now, this piece is feeling sticky and I don't like it. So what do I need to do to really shift this? And that means collapsing it all into one brand because I am the brand. I offer nutrition coaching. Well, I don't personally, but I offer nutrition online programs. And I also coach in the business space. And I want to support women in thriving in their body and in their business. And it's all going to live on one page. And I will most likely be changing that handle to just my name. But either way, you can come find me there. Search for me. You know where I'm at. I'm on Instagram. I hang out there a lot. And I also encourage you that if you are not on our email list to sign up, holisticwellness.ca forward slash newsletter. That will get you on our newsletter list. We send out weekly content, all things hormones, well-being. I talk about my retreats. If you're interested in any of the upcoming retreats that I'm hosting for 2024, also message me if you're interested for those because they're very limited amounts. And our newsletter is where you can stay in contact with me with all that we're creating, all that we're offering. It will all be there. We share it weekly. Uh, lots of delicious recipes. It's always value packed. And I would love for you to sign up and to stay in contact with me there. And of course, you'll be the first to know when the podcast is coming back and what that is all going to look like. Thank you again for being with me. I am sending you all the best vibes for a happy new year. Have a beautiful holiday and sending you all the love as you head into 2024. 
Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.